0: What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the 3C Podcast. It's Monday, and you know what that means, a new episode. This time, it's a special edition. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. We are launching a series, and the series is called Using Community to Launch a B2B Martech Company. This episode is going to be talking about using your message to create connections. I'm joined by Jonathan. We talk about the importance of messaging, this is going to be the first of five episodes in this series. You can hear this also on Flip My Funnel podcast. We want to thank Sangram for the placement on the podcast, but we're excited to make sure we get this series out to as many people as possible. Big news over here. If you want to check out The Juice, go to juicehq.com become a member. It's live. We'd love for you to start experiencing a frictionless content experience That's what we're doing around here. If you like what you're hearing on the 3C podcast, hit that subscribe button, leave a review fired up for this series. I'll shut up for now. Let's kick it to the conversation. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to our, actually, welcome to our series. This is the first episode in a series of five episodes that we will be putting out there as a lead up to the official launch of the juice. And we got to talking about uh, how we wanted to do this. And we figured, why don't we just share some perspective on everything that we have been working on as a lead up to us going officially live. So that's what we're going to be doing today. The overarching theme is using community to launch a B2B MarTech company, community, whether it's the our audience, uh, customers, advisors, employees, just all the stakeholders um, has been a integral part of us kind of going to market and launching. So we wanted to talk about this. And in this episode specifically, we're starting with using your message to create connections. We have wrestled a lot with our message and w- how we want to use it and where we want to get feedback, and so it's gone through a lot of different turns and iterations. Um, and so we're just going to jump into it. So, Jonathan, welcome to the series. Are you excited about this uh, topic about community? Let's let's hear from you. I'm doing a lot of talking.
1: Yeah, I uh, thanks for kicking off the series. Uh, I'm really excited. You know, we've had a ton of success. You know, in large part thanks to you and the community that you're building. Uh, so, I'm excited to highlight some of those wins talk about our community with our community. And today, specifically messaging, that is something that's very near and dear to my heart, something I'm very passionate about. So I'm excited to share some of our learnings there and uh, hopefully listen to some feedback as well. That's always, I know we always encourage it from these podcasts and we're very fortunate that we have been receiving some and uh, excited to hopefully get more and then roll this into the launch of the juice, which is becoming very real, very fast, which is a little surreal, but uh, excited to get everyone into the platform and excited for this series so thanks Brett
0: yeah so let's start off with just talking about the message and I think what there, there I think there's probably been a couple different turns of this company for you uh, one turn was co-founder flying solo trying to communicate with the market and then the next turn probably was start moving the juice forward with a team of people. So let's maybe like rewind the tape back to you flying solo in the early days when maybe we weren't even the juice yet. How were you, I know you had spent kind of the majority of, you know, your first six months trying to have a hundred conversations with a hundred marketers. How were you thinking about the message that we wanted to take to market at at that point?
1: Yeah. So here's kind of our first secret is we didn't have a message at that point. Um, you know, we had a vision. I think how we got people on board with that vision was still a little bit of a mystery to us. And so we started The Juice, uh, formerly known as Fathom at the time in July of 2019. Really interesting time to start a business amidst the global pandemic. Um, so I was really fortunate with the High Alpha support system that the encouragement was to talk to as many people who fit your persona or what you think your persona is as possible. So really what I tried to do was listen tried to paint the picture of the vision and just listen. And honestly, the the message becomes very clear after you listen to 100 people who fit your persona, explain their greatest pain points, challenges, opportunities, uh, listen to them talk about their team, their role, their KPIs. It almost paints its own picture, right? Like they're, they're sharing their pain points um, and you just kind of fill in the gaps for them. And when you start to do that, you know, 80, hundred times over, you start to hit the same talk points. You start to be able to build empathy with your audience and uh, it really starts to paint itself. So I think that was kind of the first big lesson for me is, is don't, you know, eventually you need to take a, a message to market and experiment and get feedback. But in the very early days, when you've just got a vision, I encourage you to listen and let let others kind of define what the message is for you. So that then when you go back to those people, you're just stating what they have back to them. And that message really resonates with them because it's literally what they've said to you in previous conversations. So I think that was something that was really key for us very early on is we didn't try to force anything. We really just tried to listen as much as possible.
0: You know, it seems to me that when I first joined, I heard a lot about the conversations you were having, Jonathan, and the pain points our audience was having and just real learnings on a day-to-day basis and part of what I wanted to do when I joined the team was continue those conversations not necessarily with the same group of people but with uh, more marketers along the way so I can start to define kind of what what matters most to this new this community of people as I'm getting up to speed and, and onboarded. What I want to know is when you are having those conversations, how quickly did you realize or start to form, kind of uh opinions on maybe some of the negatives that were happening right now in B2B marketing and some of the things that as we were building a solution that we might be able to help present to this these individuals or individuals like them to make their lives easier
1: honestly pretty quickly i w- i was concerned going into those 100 conversations you know whether or not that quantity is exactly or not it ended up being more than that but you know I- 15, 20 conversations in, it's like, all right, I'm starting to hear the same patterns over and over again. Where I was worried I'd, I'd hear a 100 different things, but pretty quickly it was, oh, they're all saying the same thing slightly differently. And then so you take what you've heard from those 20, and then the next 20, you start to say some of that back to those new individuals and kind of test how they react to that. And they just say, yes, that's exactly how I feel. Or, well, no, we actually see this. And you just, you kind of, as you hit these laws of these diminishing returns in, t- in terms of having the same conversation over and over and over again, you can start to kind of say it back to them and start to experiment. And I, I think that's what you referenced, you did. is like, okay, in our early days, we had, you know, hundred conversations that helped validate our vision. And we think this is what our message is. And then you'd go out and you'd try that with new people. Right. And we'd learn from that. And then we'd twist it just a little bit, tweak it just a little bit, and then go try it with a new audience. Right. And just Messaging is never done. I think every marketer who's listening will always say that, but um, you know, so we'll continue to do that into the future, but I think it is just listening, saying it back to a new audience, listening to that, saying it back. And you just, it's very evolutionary from there. Yeah. And so
0: I think when, when, what I want to touch on maybe next is just me along with several other individuals joining the team. I think we, we, maybe picked up on where you left, where we gathered all of this feedback that you had given, you presented it in several different deliverables, allowed us to maybe gather the voice of the market. And then we just kind of took our own pursuits and having conversations, trying to validate some of these things. And one of the things for me, I think a lot about message. I think it's really important. I think your your headline on your website is really important. I think, you know, the 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 subject line of emails is very important. You're trying to get people's attention. You're trying to get them to be locked into what you're trying to say. So I'm very mindful of words. And so when I was having conversations with individuals, I started to press and try to gather what things in their day to day do they not like, and not necessarily like spend the conversation to be a bunch of negative things, but I wanted to understand the pain points that were currently going on in the B2B marketer in 2021 and try to take those. And once I started to hear consistent themes from people, whether it was, you know, unhelpful blog posts or whether it's forms, something like that, then I start tallying those things up and be like, all right, well, you know, in a a month I heard, um, you know, Eight marketers say they really hate the fact that they have to put forms up to capture leads, to measure performance, to report back to their bosses. And so to me, I was like, okay, this is interesting. This is something that we should probably be talking about because this is this aligns with kind of what we're trying to solve for. So I guess, Jonathan, when you, what was it about just team forming coming in and us sharing some of our feedback? How did how did that start to inform maybe the message that you had been hearing and enhance or maybe pivot what you thought we were going to be talking about from a messaging perspective?
1: Yeah, as we're I mean, as we were team building, you're just looking for people who are energized by the vision and the problem that we're we're solving for, right? I and that's you were one of the first 100 conversations. I think we maybe gloss over that sometimes, but. Uh, that, that evolved pretty quick. I, I, I remember that conversation. I was like, man, Brett gets this and he's really fired up about the problem. And I had that conversation with a lot of marketers, but, uh, when it was time to find the right marketer who would want to, uh, lead us up against that problem, you know, those people who were very passionate about it were obviously top of mind. Hence you being one of those same thing with Elena who joined the team, same team, same thing with Eric who joined the team. You know, Eric feels, who's our CTO co-founder he feels the pain point from consumer perspective. And he's very passionate about that. So I think it's just finding people who are passionate about problem solving and the problems that we are attempting to solve. I always say every hero needs a villain. Um, And I think that's what you did a very good job of very early on with our messaging is very clearly articulating who those villains are Uh, So that the juice can be the hero for that story. And then Sangram, who's a friend of the business, you know, he always talks about problem market fit, which I thought was really great. I had talked about uh, early on in our days, it felt like we had vision market fit, um, but I I actually like problem market fit almost feels like as a predecessor, predecessor to vision market fit. We know the problems we want to solve. We know those problems matter to our audience Now we just have to build the platform to solve it. And uh, we're in the process of doing that, which is really exciting.
0: For sure. And then I think it, to me, it is the way we have tried to understand the problems that the market has and how we can solve them. What we have tried to do is, hey, let's kind of do these things that don't scale. And some of those things that don't scale are, hey, let's like, reach out to individuals who we don't know, but we know are strong content marketers and try to say to them, Hey, like we're building this company. This is what we do. We have a podcast. This is what we talk about. Are you interested in like hearing more about it and having a conversation? Cause I think you might be a good fit. And that is something that like I have been doing every week as we've kind of led up to this company launch and have a vehicle like a podcast that allows us to connect with other content marketers and other marketers in B2B and not only learn, refine our message and help validate some of the things that we're saying. And then all of a sudden it's like, we, we do this podcast every week. And I often, when I talk about the podcast on a podcast, I often refer to it kind of as podcast inception, but that's okay. But you know, the the podcast in and of itself has been a a, oper- a way that we have been able to kind of validate some of our messaging. And then obviously, through our newsletter, through social media, some of these other channels that we've been you know using as we've been in pre-launch, it really helps let us know, all right, this message hits, this message doesn't. And so it's kind of like I, I've, I've said it before, but it's kind of like, we're like that comedy act on, you know, playing the small club where we're trying to see which, which punchlines hit um, so far until we take it up to, to the main stage. So that's kind of from my perspective, just in terms of message messaging some of the things that I've been doing. Obviously, you've been a consumer of our content. What, what have you observed just in terms of like things we've been talking about, things that are working and just the community helping in the process?
1: Yeah, it's it's never been communities have never been more accessible than they are right now. I mean, maybe that's an obvious statement, but whether it's the proliferation of like Slack communities or online communities, forums, et cetera, it's never been easier to access a community and be engaged in a community. I have at least once a week a holy shit moment from you or the team of like, wait, you're talking to who about the juice and they care? And it is literally like. Here, how's this for marketing strategy recommendation? Shoot your shot. Like that is what uh, you've been doing. The team's been doing and like, it's working. And I think there's so many people right now that are probably, I mean, this I'm describing myself in former um, roles is like kind of nervous to reach out to somebody who maybe you think is a weight class above you in terms of, you know, their own audience or what their role is or title is. Um, But I've been so impressed by The community, the broader marketing B2B communities' ability to want to help, um, to provide their perspective, uh, or just listen to our perspective and provide feedback. And so much of it just comes from our willingness to reach out and be engaged in these communities. I I think I've (laughs) said to you uh, on a few occasions, just run your community playbook. I don't even know really what that means, but I know it's working. I know, I think, you know, at a high level, I'm sure it's a little bit more scientific than this, but it's just being an engaged participant in the community. You've been on podcasts providing your feedback and input to others, and they reciprocate that. It's been, it's been pretty amazing uh, to watch, and I just continue to be blown away blown away by the people who are engaged in helping us build out our messaging, helping react to our messaging. Uh, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun to watch.
0: And when, when, when I do shoot my shot and I do reach out to those individuals who I think are above our weight class, I do two things. One, I I share with them previous, like, here's a, here's the Spotify link to the three C podcast. You can go check it out and see, we've done the work. We've been talking with marketers for six months. There's one thing. And then the other thing I share with them is, Hey, this podcast really is about like why B2B marketing sucks right now. And why, and how people are th- content marketing is content marketers are thinking about fixing it and making those changes. And we talk about things like not getting caught up in being too consumed by attribution and not trying to capture each and every lead and put it through our system. Like when I start like hitting those highlights of things that, I know the participant it resonates with. I think those are the things, the message, like those things, those enemies that we're we're trying to attack right now. When they see the podcast and the people we've talked to and they see that, hey, this is a podcast about like trying to make B2B marketing better. I think that those are the things that get them to respond. Then when we have that initial, it's a process. It's like, I'm not trying to say, hey, come reach out to me. Let me sell you on the juice. Then get you on the podcast. It's, hey, like, We're a marketer. Like, we are working through this. We have some observations. We think your voice can help add to what we're saying. And it's just a process. And so, the more we do that, it it compounds over time. Like, it just, you build momentum. And that's one thing I'll just say, just in, in the spirit of like community building, it's, it is what. It is, not, it is not something that you say, hey, I've got this community, everybody come and it happens overnight. It literally is brick by brick. And I think the more you can use your message and what you're learning from your message to help build it day by day and stay consistent with it the bigger it will get. And the more kind of like, holy shit moments you'll get. Like I'm talking to this person and we're not even launched yet. And so I think that's important. And I just wanted to call it out um, that it's not an overnight thing. We aren't even close to being over with, just with the size and with just the amount of people that we're excited to talk about. And so, but it's something that just as a marketer who's helping trying to drive this business forward, I'm thinking about on a day-to-day basis.
1: Yeah, I actually wrote a blog post on this topic this morning. Takes practice, you know. My hobby is golf, and I always joke golf's a reps based game. If you want to be good at it, you got to get the reps. Marketing is the exact same way. You got to you got to get the reps. I mean, I think pretty much anything is the same way. Uh, You got to get the reps, and uh, we're getting the reps in. I think you know what you mentioned about using those that messaging that you reach out to these people with when you're shooting your shot. We know that works because it comes from people just like them telling us, right? It goes back to that listening. We listen to them. We know these are problems that people just like them are facing. So it's it's so easy and so sincere when we reach out to them. You know, we're not trying to convince them that our problems are their problems. We're just telling them we want to help solve their problems because we know what they are because we've listened to people just like them explain them to us. And so it's it's really a fun position to be in. Like we know what your problems are, and we we can help you solve them. Like let's have the conversation and go from there. And uh, it, like I say, it's just been so much fun to watch.
0: Yes. And let's close out with this one. So I think one thing just with message that's super important is just consistency. And it is, even if it sounds like it is boring to you and overplayed, the more you use it and the more consistent you are with that message, the more it's going to start gaining traction. And this is something that like took me almost a decade to figure out in my career. It's that okay, well, when I, as the marketer, get tired of seeing this message over and over, that means I'm going to switch. Well, that was like operating like that for so long, like was, I I find a big misstep for me. And so for like, especially with the juice, one thing that like I had learned and I wanted to make sure that I continued or I, I executed on this time around was just like stay on message and stay consistent. And through all platforms, podcasts, newsletter, social media, just like make it a holistic thing and st- stick with it, Con- ten- continue. And it might be a year, it might be two years, but just stay on point. And the more we've done that, the more email responses we get, the more uh, retweets we get, the more people saying, hey, I want to be on your podcast we get. So maybe like Jonathan, share some perspective on just like messaging and just overall cons- using being consistent with, with how we're going to market with it.
1: Stand for something or stand for nothing at all, right? Like that's, you You got to, I, I care. And I, I think I'm this way across, not just messaging, but a lot of things I do. Like I care more about consistency than I do, I think, about the actual message itself or even like in creative decisions. Like I think it's more important we're consistent with those decisions as opposed to doing a bunch of different things. Um like you mentioned, you know, it, to us, it feels like we're seeing or saying the same thing over and over and over again. But we're in the weeds with it, you know. And to the right person at the right time, it might be brand new, and then they they see that once, and then maybe they see it a second time, and then they see it a third time, and it starts to resonate with them, and then they start replying to emails, or subscribing to emails, or following on social, or plugging into our platform. Um, I, I think consistency is as important, if not more important than the message itself. You know, obviously you can't have a crappy message, but um, yeah, if you have a bunch of different messages, I'd argue you have no message at all. So uh, I think consistency is key. You know, we've, we've got those four or five problems that we're consistent with. We have consistent message and consistent threads on how we solve those problems. And it's resonating and it's working. And then I think you're right. The ultimate win uh, with consistency is when people start reciting that back to you, right? Uh, That's mission accomplished. You've been so consistent with it that other people are adopting it and saying it back to you. That's the ultimate goal. It is the ultimate
0: goal. Hopefully you all learned something here about just uh, messaging and the importance of it. We're going to be doing more of these conversations. Next week, I think is going to be a fun one. We're going to be talking about um, the importance of just gaining customers in the early days and gathering feedback from them. I know that is something that is near and dear to your heart, Jonathan. So we will be talking about that. Um, But yeah, hopefully you enjoyed um, the first episode. We will be back
1: for more. Thanks, Brett. Excited to continue the series and thanks for today.
0: Hope you enjoyed that conversation and you learned something about messaging. We are going to be sharing so much about what we're working on and what we're going through. Next week, we've got an episode on the importance of having a few good customers and how that can help inform the way you go to market and the way you launch. We can't thank our early customers enough for giving us some great feedback along the way. If you like what you've been hearing on the 3C podcast, hit that subscribe button, leave a review. We'll be back on Friday. Don't you forget with another conversation with a content marketer that matters. Take care, take care of yourself and take care of others around you.